going on with Back Next Phone. Hope everybody's doing well this evening. We are finally here once and for all, y'all. We are at Game Week, baby. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, let's go. We're finally back. We were finally here all this time that we have been waiting and talking, and we can finally put the talk aside, and we can actually start playing some football and seeing what this what the season's going to be all about. And uh, as you can see, also see the spon- this episode is sponsored by Pepsi. Is you know whatever Pepsi's is line is. <laughs> sure, why not? You know why not? It's it sounded good there for a second. Oh, and Bucky's. Okay, cool. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, again, thank you all so much for joining us. We already got a lot of comments in here going on already. And uh, as in-game 14 Alpha says, uh, quoted by me, ladies and gentlemen, game week. So we are here. We're excited. <laughs> awesome. Well, again, uh, make sure, again, if you're in here with us, you know, at least just say, hey, let us know who's here. Let us know your thoughts, uh, you know, what you want us to get to here this episode. Again, I got a lot to get, got a lot to run down on. Um, but, uh, you know, want to kind of give a quick quick i guess uh you know kind of a checker per se so so making first how's it feel after all this time of us you know obviously with all the holiday bowl which by the way we're in the that's for it with all with all that happened for that game with all the talk preseason talk with all the waiting for grant gibson for peyton wilson for cyrus fagan to come back for core dirt to come back all the hype of you know 13 in the country top 10 in the country and then here we are we we are literally five days five days away from 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 playing ECU. It's it's crazy. I mean, it's it's just about it's about time, man. It's 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 time. It's about time. Like I, I felt like in some ways, as often felt like it. It didn't feel like it was any different from often. Like I felt like how long it lasted, but it. I'll tell you, man. With the hype and the expectation, the last like fifty days, I felt like. We're like, oh my gosh, just get us there. I want to race the season football. So getting a taste of it uh, this past weekend was nice. Mm-hmm. But, man, I am so ready to go play uh, and see these. Well, I'm going to go see the guys play, I should say. that I'm. It's about time is my my thought. Yep. And, and we'll use Macon's favorite sound effect here. Football being back, baby. Oh, so, uh, so, and and then obviously we are missing one tonight. We are missing Greg, even though he would love to be here with us. Who? He's, uh, For me, he's missing who? Yeah, <laughs> we're not missing anybody. What are you talking about? Yeah. No, uh, he, he's feeling a little bit under the weather. So uh, instead of coughing in his microphone the entire night, he just figured yeah. that he would jump into the chat, and you can see him there at the top already. <laughs> um, so, uh, but with that being said, though, so we'll kind of jump right into it here. Uh, with our our uh, weekly rewind, and then we'll jump into football here. So, with that being said, here we go. All right. So, before we jump into some football, I want to give a quick shout out here for two seconds. Here to two big sports that definitely need a quick shout out. First of all, the women's tennis. Obviously, everybody knows women's tennis has been to two straight. Final Fours, which is definitely a, a program changer for sure. And then the biggest news here today is they actually signed a, uh, a another prospect who was actually the number two ranked ITF uh, junior prospect in in the country in the world. I don't know. Wow. I'm not exactly sure exactly how this works, but but her name is Diana, and uh, she is from Russia, and she is the highest ranked signee in program history. So basically, imagine for football getting the highest signed five-star prospect that, that football's ever got. That's what women's tennis has. So, yeah. so, so I mean, huge, huge hit there for Simon Ernstbaugh and the staff. So I want to give a quick shout-out to them. And then secondly as well, I want to kind of show this quick uh, highlight here of uh, a uh, women's so- uh, soccer player that had a top 10, uh, sports center top 10 highlight. So with that being said, let's check it out. So obviously, I got to give a shout out to Jamie uh, Demise Joseph, uh, who actually won National Player of the Week. Obviously, first of all, having that highlight of a play against Campbell, uh, and 
Uh, yeah, Greg. Uh, sorry, uh, Greg's comment threw me off. But anyway, <laughs> and then on top of the two having another goal as well in the game last week. So the girls have started off three zero and one. So technically still undefeated, while also yeah. facing a top fifteen team in Georgetown as well, and actually tying them. So again, I mean, huge, huge, huge right now. What's going on within uh, all fall sports? And obviously, got to give a little bit of shout as well to uh, women's volleyball as well. Uh, you know, who started off season two and one, if I'm not mistaken, Michael. They only yep. lost to Kansas yep. three and one. They actually might have gone three and one. Uh, only loss was to Kansas State. So they've got off to a hot start. And also men's soccer got off to a hot start as well, winning their first game. So huge shout out to them. Uh, so, uh, you know, uh, again, looking forward to seeing what happens with fall. Now adding on to football. So with that being said, now that we've given a shout out to to some of these uh, not uh, notable honorees, want to get to the big stuff. So with that being said, we'll drop on over here to Tuffy's Tweets of the Week. So with that being said, here we go. I always, I always click the wrong one. You always click the wrong one. Hard to read. Anyway, y'all. So obviously got to talk about ECU here. And first of all, guys, throw out this little uh, shindig here from a Wolfpack Nation, the Twitter account, where he uh, adds in this little piece saying, in 2016, ECU beat a promising NC State team. ECU finished 2016 with a 3-9 mark, while the Pack finished 7-5. and five. Since that home win against NC State, ECU has had a record of 22-46. and 46. And actually, NC State had more draft picks from 2016 to 2020 than ECU had wins. And the last two contests between the people had red favored had red had had Favored the Wolfpack, 96-9. to nine. Sorry, I couldn't read the bottom. Easy there. for you to say. <laughs> oh, okay, so basically, last two games that we played, we have won those two games from a combined score of 96-9. to nine. Uh, So, I mean, obviously convincing fashion for sure. But once again, that was two years ago, three years ago, actually. Can't believe that was three years ago. And yeah. this is a new week. Uh, I think that we all can agree that our team is a lot different from even what it was in 2019 for sure. And then ECU's team that I know they could they could say as well, even though they still had Holden Aylers that competed against us, that their team is a lot different as well. Uh, so with that being said, so Michael, so you know, what's kind of uh, your your thought process here heading into ECU here? I mean, I, I'm excited, and I you know I don't I don't blame ECU fans for being excited. Sure, They're hosting a top 15 team. Um, you know, I think they do have a reason to be confident in their team. Mike Houston's done a good job rebuilding that. They've got a, a four-year starter at quarterback. Um, you know, that being said, I don't really think it uh, compares to the experience and talent that we're bringing back. But, I, I mean, you know, I, I think it'll be an exciting game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just ready to get – get the games going because yeah, like Macon was saying, it does, it was like it, the off season didn't feel much longer than it usually does. But then once we got down to like the last month or so, it, it seemed like it was taking a while. So I'm just, I'm um, ready to, ready to see him out there on the field. Absolutely. Yep. And, and I know from the comments that uh, Kenzie was smiling at, uh, uh, <laughs> Christian Jones saying that he's a Kansas number one fan. So, so Ken, so bring us into, I know that again, you, you, uh, were, uh, quite adamant in terms of your thoughts, uh, heading into the CCU game, obviously with your mom being a pirate herself, uh, you know, and you and me and Greg, uh, at least Greg plans to as of now, but I mean, I know I've seen from his menu spread on Facebook, yeah. that he has quite a spread. I'm he's playing this. So I, I, I would bet my right arm that he's not going to miss that ECU game. So that being said, Yumi and Greg will be down there. So, so kind of tell me your thoughts heading into this. Uh, I think the environment's going to be insane, honestly. Uh, I feel like Mike Houston has turned that team around completely. I feel like ECU fans feel like we did in 2017. Like this, like this team, like they have a lot riding on it. But yeah. like Michael said, I don't think, genuinely don't think that it's enough for state. For yeah. the team that we have this year, the maturity, all the seniors. And it's just everybody keeps calling it a trap game. But I feel like all the comments that we're getting on Twitter, the guys are getting like, it's just y'all keep it up. It's just adding fuel <laughs> to their fire. Like they're just going to come out and prove it even more. Well, and yes, yeah. Greg, I have state winning. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
and, and making to kind of lead into that conversation a little bit here. If you don't mind me making, then I'll let you jump in here. Yeah. So yeah. I want to show in the next tweet of the week, yeah. which was a, a quote <laughs> from Pirate Radio is Xavier Smith, who's a linebacker for ECU, saying on radio, and I quote, respectfully, ain't nothing <laughs> NC State do that concerns me. Ain't nothing their QB do that I, that scares me. I play the game confident. I play to win. So, well, yeah, yeah. Obviously, the grammar there is terrible. Uh, but again, one of the things which I actually love is that they're the ones doing the talking. I'm glad that honestly that we're the ones keeping silent, and they're the ones that are just fueling the fire a little bit. Because uh, to me, that, that that's got to play in our hands. As if there's not enough motivation there for the, our our players and our guys already. You know this is going on every single player's locker. This is going on the door out. This is going on the door in. This is like, you know, this is this is just, this to me is just a huge like bring it on kind of deal. And I think our guys can bring it. So go ahead, Macon. Well, I'm looking at this comment. Tom Luvander said he's an English major. Then Craig responds immediately, <laughs> obviously not an English major. So uh, that's pretty funny. But <clears throat> I was trying to figure. He said he's a, he's a linebacker. He's a he's a yeah. linebacker. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, I mean, that's all you feel. I mean, you can feel that way. And I'm not <laughs> saying that you can't beat us or anything like that, but I just think that's he's trying to stoke the fire. And to me, that's really foolish. I hope State never does any kind of comments like that, like heading into a Texas Tech or Clemson or Florida. I hope they don't do that. Well, um, it, it's kind of already happened with Clemson. Isaiah Moore saying Clemson still thinks they have the well, best defense true. in the country. That's a good point. That's a good point. Well, he didn't say it. He well, just kind of shook well, his head. He didn't really come. He was just – didn't really yeah, – he, he, so, he didn't say, yeah, yeah. those guys, they suck. They don't intimidate me. We're he all didn't terrified say of Clemson. Yeah. <laughs> like, so, we know it. We're all terrified. And, but I get your saying. Say I get your saying. If you yeah. watched it, you would perceive it like, okay, yeah. well, we'll show yeah. you kind of thing. But, man, that was just a stupid comment to me. If I was Mike Houston, I would grab him by the collar and be like, what are you doing? So – well, and, and by and by the way, too, Chris, uh, I see your comment in terms of expectations. We will get to that after we kind of dive into this ECU game a little bit more. Go ahead, Kent. I think that that's the last thing that ECU players want to do is anger or upset <laughs> the state team even more. Like, just let us come in, play. Like, don't – our team is, the, like, our offense. Devin Leary, don't anger him, <laughs> period. Yeah. Like, that's not yeah. a good move on his on his side at all. Well – and also, too, even on top of that, too, uh, you know, I want to kind of also to add, add to that with and uh, hoist the colors, which is kind of ECU's 24 uh, seven. There's kind of a and a section. And uh, one of the things which I thought was interesting was in the question where it asks, do you think state is overhyped or underrated? And the answer was maybe slightly overhyped. They didn't really beat anyone good outside of Clemson last season. I definitely have them preseason top 25 for sure. Just not about so close to the top 10. So, and then on top of that too, as well, um, I know that Boneyard podcast, and we actually have a preview coming out with them first part coming out tomorrow, but they also uh, went on red and white podcast as well. And one of the things which was interesting was, uh, you know, him basically saying on the podcast, like we expect to beat NC state and uh, to kind of give you a little bit of a, a teaser as well. I actually asked him, uh, the Jared from Boneyard Podcast, saying uh, that I'm sure you guys predict that ECU is going to be NC State, but how confident would you say you are from 1 to 10? And he said, and I quote, I'm going to be conservative. I'm going to say 6.5. So to me, I'm like, especially good too, because the fact that, again, now we went from being between a 10 to 11-point favorite to now being an 11 to a 12 and a half point favorite. So it's even moving more in our favor. So oh, it to me, up. it's like, we're, it went up yeah, yeah, it went up. I'll, well, you know, I, do you remember the stat line? Uh, someone I saw, I, I saw a few weeks ago said that state is undefeated when they are favored by at least 10 points, like yeah. on the road, like outright road, yeah. every time they win. So mm-hmm. if history tells you anything, state, is going to win this game it's somehow based upon that betting line already. So right, but nothing. It can't happen. I'm just saying that's what it's looking like. Yeah, uh, I do want to bring up uh, Robert's uh, comment though, saying trap game for state. ECU has had a solid, mature team and experienced good. About state has everything to lose, and ECU has nothing to lose. After all hype, if we lose to ECU State, be made a laughing talk. 
Okay. Well, I think I get what generally what you're saying. So uh, the one thing which I will a hundred percent disagree with you on is that ECU has a lot to play for. They have a, they have, I could argue just as much, but for different reasons than we do. Like we have a lot to play for, but just different re- reasons so, to play like, for than they do. So explain it. Well, so for us, you know, obviously we have a lot to play for in the fact that we're trying to take the next step. We're trying to win AC championship. Uh, you know, we're trying to prove that we are truly moving the right direction and building off of what we did last season. I mean, last season we beat Clemson. We pulled a big set against UNC. Uh, we were right there being 10 wins. So we're trying to prove we could take the next step and win the AC championship and be relevant nationally. ECU is just trying to prove that they are back in contention within, first of all, the, mainly their own conference, uh, you know, and, and but also too the fact that, Again, they just they they're they're trying to be sold on Mike Houston. I think ECU fans believe in Mike Houston, and I I would definitely say too, Mike Houston is a great coach. I think ECU needs to give him time, uh, but also too, I mean, just they need to finally take that next step because again, they have had, they had a lot of close losses last year, but they were bowl eligible, and also too with the fact that they have a senior Holt Nailers who, you know, he said the Boneyard Podcast guy said, can arguably be one of the best quarterbacks that ECU's ever had. So. He, they've got it. He's, they've got to end his career with at least a respectable record for sure. Not just being bowl eligible, but you know, being right there in the middle of the conference. So that that's kind of what my reason is that they have a lot to play for, but we do as well. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I saw. I just saw this put in perspective, and it, I don't, but like I saw a tweet somebody put out. Was it or was it an Instagram page? Like, was a Wolfpack Zone or somebody like that? I, that was an interesting stat that show you the difference in the programs right now uh, said that yeah. NC state has more draft picks in the last year yeah. than ECU has wins. Yeah. I, read I that think it's thing. like yep. five years, something like that. So yep. look, if they win, they win. It'd be like losing Appalachian state or whatever. It might be a little worse. Actually, it would definitely be worse, but it would be, um, yeah. <laughs> but my thing is though, I don't feel worried about this game. I mean a little bit because it's like, okay, Hey, we, we talked about this earlier in, this, in the uh, summer. This is like a litmus test, in my opinion, for the rest of the season, in a way, for us. So how you handle this game going into week one with the expectation, if you can go out there and throttle ECU, man, what would that say about NC State? That would be really good. I think I think it would give the fan base a lot of confidence. I think it would give the team a lot of confidence. So hopefully that happens. Mm-hmm. We talked this again, going out there and punching in the mouth. That's what you have to do when you're a road team. So, yep. Yeah. Well, and, and again, too, the, the other point being, and actually, you know what, Michael, go ahead. I've talked enough. Go ahead, Michael. I was just going to say, I, you, your point about we have a lot to play for, we do. But if you're saying that's the ACC championship, technically, this game doesn't really matter in that in that respect. I mean, it doesn't. If we lose, technically, it no, well. it, it doesn't bode well for our chances. But, but at the yeah. end of the day, it's it's not a conference loss. So so we still have everything to play for even if we do lose this game so. well because I, I i said two things i said not only that we can compete for an ac can win ac championship but also compete nationally if yeah, we lose to ecu after yeah. getting the yeah. after getting tied for our highest preseason ranking ever that's immediately right there like yeah, yeah no they can't handle it yeah. nationally they can't handle yeah. it i agree so um but anyway can't anything to add to that mm-hmm. yeah well and the one thing which i do <laughs> no. the, nope the one thing which i do want to say though is once again he, I don't want to speak it. <laughs> he starts I, off saying trap game. And once again, it depends on what your definition of trap game is. Nobody has the same definition of trap game. But to me, again, the a trap game is basically a game that you're looking past to look to another game. There's no there's no state fan. There's yeah. no state player. There's no state. And because one thing I want to bring up as well is obviously in our thumbnails from our season predictions, we had a lot of people saying, <laughs> you know, focus one game at a time. Focus on ECU. First of all, I will say there's no NC State player out there looking at our thumbnail and going, oh, yeah, they're so right. I should totally look past ECU. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, that's, but at the end of the day, again, we are asking. You know what? Questions. Great point. Let's not care. Great point. Let's <laughs> look past ECU. Like, no, there's no state player. There's no state coach. There's, and even us, we're not looking past ECU by any means. Keep in mind. State fan will look no. Past <laughs> no, absolutely not. No state fan is. After and not us either. I hate playing exactly. Exactly. Me too. So exactly. So so I mean, just just keep in mind that there's there's nobody looking past it, and all and all that the thumbnails were was basically just to highlight a 
a main point of the conversation we're about to have during those four games that we were breaking down. So I want to kind of add that little bit of tidbit in there right now, right there. Um, but also too, I want to add, add in here as well. One interesting piece that we learned today, because for those who don't know today, both teams were supposed to release the depth charts uh, for both sides. ECU, at least from my understanding, declined to release until tomorrow. So state responded by saying, uh, NC State will release the depth chart on Tuesday, the same day ECU be, ECU will be releasing if the, its depth chart per inside pack sports. Excuse me. Yeah. Um, so to me, it's it's a little bit of a mind game going on right now, which I like. Again, it's it's kind of a it's a chess game right now, and obviously us deciding to not release our depth chart until they release their depth chart. It's definitely a mind game there for sure. Uh, you know, I, I and 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 making you might know a little bit more or even Michael as well, but you know, I guess because the idea is that if you if you give the other team an extra day to break down who's playing, who they're playing against, and what position yeah. they're playing down against, that plays in their favor. Am I correct on that? I mean, it's an extra day to prepare. I mean, you right, think yeah. about it, it's just that's just it really comes down to it's just one more day to prepare for a team and it allows them to adjust if they need to, which in my opinion, I don't really know why I don't foresee a team totally adjusting off of one day of that. I mean, if you, you know who your best players are, you should play your best players. So I just think it's a, it's a, it's preparing for the team that week mentally. So getting yeah. guys ready. So I, 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 or it's one less day for you to know who they're starting. So that's reason why I don't think it would matter otherwise much, but um Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's that big of a deal personally. Yeah, yeah. I mean, one day is not going to make a difference, but I mean, any little advantage you can keep, hold on to, then do that. Like, I think the biggest thing, I'd say, the only like question mark on the depth chart, at least offensively, is who's going to be that third receiver. Is it going to be Keon Lassane? Is it going to be Julian Gray? Is it going to be Anthony Smith? Is it going to be Daryl Jones? So you know, if Mm -hmm. they do have an additional day to know who that is, then, you know, there's not much film on those guys, but like say it's Daryl Jones, they can go back and watch the film from him at Maryland last year for, you know, a day. And maybe that helps a little bit. So yeah, you just don't want to do anything. You don't have to. Now the one, uh, I do want to highlight this, uh, a couple of uh, comments here. First one here coming in from Will Pryor saying it is a president setting game. Just like Macon was saying, as we need to set the tone for the season. Absolutely. Um, and especially too, because like like Coach Dorn was saying today, is that if we are going to like, for example, if we're going to beat Clemson at Clemson in such of a tough environment as Death Valley, we honestly it's kind of a benefit to us that we are playing at ECU because it kind of gives us that taste that of what it's going to be like playing in a very very hostile environment. Um, so uh, that's kind of big thing there. And uh, uh, Tom as well adds in saying conditioning will be a big part of this game. Mm-hmm. It's going to be. Hot at 12 p.m., 89 to 90 degrees. And I've even seen as well, there was like some throwouts of like rain and thunderstorms and stuff like that. But, you know, I, I think that's kind of started to kind of go away a little bit more, but it started to get slightly hotter. It was like high of like 85, but it's kind of slowly, slowly gotten higher and higher there. But, you know, either way, again, just give me football. And honestly, you know, right. I prefer no rain, obviously, because I, I want definitely to throw the ball. But, you know, we'll take football either way. So. Um, and then I also want to highlight uh, as well. Uh, I lost your comment. Oh, okay. Uh, so J.R. Lewis 02 asked the question, would you at least have an idea of who is starting? Now, the one question which I do want to ask uh, you, you making this first is, uh, you know, whether they announce Julian Gray as a starter at the wide receiver three or Daryl Jones or whoever it is, it doesn't really matter too much, right? I mean, like no matter what, I mean, it's, it's not like, whichever three you pick, that's the only three you can use for the whole game. I mean, they're going to move them around yeah. right. as needed. So it's it's not really a huge deal necessarily who they put as wide receiver three, correct? No, I mean, I think you've already kind of, you already heard what the wide receiver three, the, the top three receivers are going to be. It's going to be, it's going to be uh, Carter, Thomas, and probably the same. It's probably mm-hmm. going to be those three guys. I, I yeah. think the more important thing right now is, well, I think there's two things here. The fact that, he, Julian Gray, he's already at the pre, the presser said Julian Gray is the uh, punt returner. Mm-hmm. I believe it was. That's yes. pretty significant. I mean, he's the guy. He's never played a, a down at NC State, and um, or much. And he's 
or is it kick return or whatever it is? I would assume he'd be the kick returner because kick returner got they oh yeah. duh kick well kick returner regardless my point yeah. is the fact that he's already announced that as a he hasn't played a game and he's going to have that much responsibility there shows to me he is dynamic with the ball because they wouldn't yeah. give somebody the potential to be a kick returner if they weren't just absolutely dynamic <laughs> right. and this is not him running routes either this is him just just running through the field have using his vision and speed and athleticism to make a play down the field so. I imagine if he continually continues to grow and get game experience, which it sounds like that's all he really needs at this point, you could see him compete. I imagine with let's say that third spot. Um, sure. He, I really think that's really telling for NC state. That's a, that's a big uh, positive for NC state. In my opinion already, if he's already come out, yep, he's the guy. But then I think another thing too, it's been missed is we've highlighted Devin Carter and Thayer Thomas at the receivers. But the fact that Keon Lassane has been, quietly the solid number three this whole time mm-hmm. that's that should be a positive for state i don't mean there's a lot of depth there with rooks we just talked about gray as a freshman yeah. um i know yeah. uh doran has mentioned uh who'd you say there daryl jones daryl mm-hmm. jones the yep. graduate to come in i know uh doran's you mentioned the other freshman receiver that nobody's really talking about and i don't expect you to see him much uh jalen coit c-o-i-t mm-hmm. um and anthony smith Anthony Smith, yeah. even better. That's an even bigger one. Yeah. So the fact that Lassane has kind of solidified that wide receiver three spot going into this season, it doesn't seem like it's murky. It just seems like, okay, that's his to lose. And yeah. that should be a pretty good thing for NC State fans as well. I think the question is can one of these three guys be explosive and take the top off the defense? Yeah. That I don't know about. I believe you're going to see Devin Carter be the deep threat guy, like kind of mm-hmm. like it was last year. I think you're going to see Lassane kind of do that, maybe have like a a little bit of like a Porter Rooks kind of games here and there. I know Rooks is more of a slot guy, but that's still, still good there. So to me, the fact that Lassane has impressed that much to already have that spot is a good thing for State. I think it's just going to be more interesting to see where does – the two guys in my mind are Anthony Smith and Julian Gray factor in as deep threats and with their athletics because they're the fastest guys on the team, basically. So two of the fastest guys. Yeah. Well, and, and keep in mind, too, as well, uh, you know, that, you know, because I was might be might have been one big question, which is where is Porter Rooks? And keep in mind that he is a slot receiver. So he's basically yeah. playing behind at their times, but he'll play a good bit. No, don't worry about it. Um, but just like you were saying, like if we can have another guy that can break out, you know, as as the receiver on the opposite side from Devin Carter, that all but plays well into the hands of NC State. Uh, you know, to able to be able to really spread the field to get defenses to really pay attention to the guy on the opposite side of the field from Devin Carter. Uh, again, just it, it it plays even more in the hands. And uh, honestly, to me, I think this game is going to be huge for the running back spot. Honestly, coming from fall camp, I'm not even worried about anything about. I'm telling yeah. you, like, like that guy has gotten so much hype coming out of fall camp. I'm not even does, worried about. Yeah, left there's no debate in coming out of camp. Is he the guy? Should we try Tim McKay at the left tackle or any other guy? It's like, no, he's the guy. He's it's the fact yeah. that he has already solidified that. It's a great point. Mm-hmm. I think you could look at Belton just as you could with Lassane. They kind of have solidified their spots, and it's like quietly. That's a very big positive, particularly with more so with Belton. But those are those are really good positives for NC State offense offensively. The fact that Jordan Houston has not mm-hmm. lost the running back spot. I mean, like he is the guy. I mean, he's proven that over the last few years. But similar kind of thing. It's it's really it's a good positive, and it's been kind of quiet about it. Yep. Well, and because keep in mind that again, I mean, you still got Trent Penix that that you know is a running back, wide receiver, tight end. Uh, you know, Swiss Army knife. He's in everything. Like, yeah, exactly. He'll do He's in everything. <laughs> so, and then again, I mean, you know, Doran mentioned a bunch of guys, you know, that can really jump in there running back, you know, double Mims, Demi Sumo, you name it. Uh, so to me, it's like if we could just have somebody that can be efficient and step up and really help Houston in the backfield. That, that to me, that that's really going to be a position I'm actually watching really. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I'm not worried about defense as long as, and I'm knocking on wood here. Everybody stays upright. I'm not even gonna say the word, but yeah. as long as everybody stays That's upright, then I'm not worried about defense <laughs> at all. I'm not worried about whatsoever. 
Only thing I'm paying attention to is the run game. Can we be efficient in the run game? Can do, do we have have to? Are we able to finally put the ball outside of Devin Leary's hands a little bit, just to help him out? You know, not necessarily yeah. saying that I'm worried about Devin Leary, but just just help him out a little bit. You know, that's all I'm saying. And even like maybe do we see some draw action this year? Like we didn't, we don't necessarily run a lot of draw plays, but maybe we do this year, especially with a smaller running back like Jordan Houston, get him to hide behind the offensive line and squeeze on through. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and then also too, Greg brings us a great point as well in terms of I want to see how the running backs do with uh, uh, pass protection. Another great point there as well. Oh, yeah, um, that Doran said the end game just put that made me excited. Well, and also, that's huge. It also made me knock on wood like crazy. Sure, but again, <laughs> that's the thing which is crazy to me is that this is literally the most experienced team Doran's had. This is the most talented team Doran's had. This is also the most mature team that he's had. And now, on top of it, knock on wood, this has also been the most healthiest his team has been coming out of fall camp. So that's what we're saying is that, once again, all the stars are aligning. Now, we're not necessarily saying anything on top of that, but we are just saying this is a perfect situation for Dorn right now. Chuck Amato agrees with me about going 12 and out. He does. That's true. That's a good company to be in going into the season. (laughs) I got excited about that statement. That is true. <laughs> hey, if Chakamato says it, then it must be true, it's right? True, right? I'm in yeah. good company. Yeah, exactly. He, he is the uh, only uh, coach to win double digit games in a season. So he, he must know that's something. True. That's true. He knows, he has to know a thing or two about how to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, next, I want to bring up uh, uh, Robert's uh, comment talking about uh, how Doran knows ECU's coaching staff let's hope this does not affect state's ability to put the hammer down i get sense sometimes that dorm may try and play not to lose no guaranteed yeah ain't happening it's nope. gonna go they're, they're going they're going to show you a, a that, that I mean, he made the comment at the presser about how he made a comment about they have they have scars from the 2019 season when they lost at ecu he said for the people who were here 16. that season he made a comment about 2019. I thought he made a comment about that. He did actually, but I think he actually meant to say 2016. I I I know what you're talking about though, because 2019 is when we beat ECU, uh, game one. Oh, 2016, yeah. Well, he was saying for those people, people who were there, then they remember that, and it yeah. definitely stays with them. Now he he made it refer to like a big scar is what he said. He called it. So I don't think you're going to see State hold back this game. I don't. I and yeah. I say that to mean you're not going to see them open up the playbook significantly. I, yep. You don't want them to, but mm-hmm. I think you're going to see state. I, I, to a degree, make a state a, a statement on ECU as efficiently as they can. So absolutely, absolutely. Well, because again, there's going to be a lot of eyes watching this. There's going to be a ton of eyes, and 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 don't want to because one thing which I always know about him during my time at you know being a student manager is that in his early years he always talked about the phrase "put it on film." Like, you know, if you want to be a, a team that is that can tackle well, if you want to be a team that is consistent, a team that can run the ball, put it on film. Make it so that way that the that during the for the next week, so Charleston Southern, they have to watch NC State run the ball really well, or they have to watch NC State tackle really well, or 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 you know, get eleven guys, eleven heads to the ball. That's what Doran's all about. That is one of his phrases through and through, on top of another one that which we're going to talk about, one pack, one goal. So to me, it's like, listen. Doran's going to make it very clear to everybody who watches that ECU tape with as with as much control as he can that we are a really good football team. Like there's been a lot of talk, but but watch the film. We are a really good, if not great, football team. So um, and Will Pryor even says as well, saying, I get the sense that this coaching staff has really played down how good this team is. Uh yeah, Michael, so. what are you well, go ahead? Well, I they've been very like um, confident in the team and and sure. them up. So I I hope that downplay and then they're better than they're saying. But sure, I don't know. we'll see. Yeah. Well, and, and again, I think that I mean, like Tony Gibson has you know made the comment saying, "Hey, we just want to win all twelve games and then see what happens at the end of the year." Like, oh I yeah, love that there That's was a another one. a quote from gibson's press conference uh last week where he somebody was asking him about the preseason expectations and the hype and he was like yeah we're not afraid of them and and his quote was we're running to the roar which i thought was a great quote mm-hmm. yep 
and and also to King Knot as well makes the comment basically saying that he hopes that state doesn't shoot themselves in the foot after the preseason hype. Again, I, I you know, we, we've talked about this a ton, but the one thing which I do want to remind everybody once again is that all these players, Peyton Wilson for specifically, Isaiah Moore, Grant Gibson, Tanner Engel, all these guys came back united to do one thing, and that's to leave a legacy. And last year they wanted their their, their legacy to be the second team ever to get 10 wins. But this year, they want more than that. They want an AC championship. Period, straightforward, simple. It, that is that. And on top of it, too, you know, the phrase defense wins games. We li- we've literally had the same general starting defense for three years now, correct? Two or three years now in the row, give or take. Pretty I know enough. three years ago, yeah. we, we, we yep. lost Aleem and put in Corey Durden. But besides that, I mean, basically, so the last three years, we've had roughly nine or 10 starters on our defense come back re- repeatedly over the last three years. So we have a very mature defense, but we also have a lot of, a lot of leadership on this team as well. So to me, these guys are going to be focused. These guys can be ready. I don't think these, I don't think you're going to, I don't think ECU is going to find NC state playing on their heels coming out of the, coming out of the tunnel. That's at least my thought, but yeah, just again, embrace the hype. Y'all embrace the hype. Believe in these guys. I'm telling you, like, you know, for, for us, it's kind of one of those things like, yeah, I mean, all of us except for Kenzie had us going 11 and one in our season predictions. <laughs> but, <laughs> but again, honestly, to me, I'd rather, and I, I, cause first of all, at least in speaking for me, I truly believe in this team. I've, I've been around team Dorn's early teams and the culture is heads and tails different. The talent is heads and tails different. The camaraderie is heads and tails different. I mean, again, how many teams have this much returning production, have all their assistant coaches coming back, have the same head coach, the same quarterback? Not many. Not many. So, Yeah, like adding to that, just knowing the guys outside of football, like this group is just different. They're they're different. Way more mature. They have they have all of them have that leadership. Literally everybody on the team could be a captain this year. It's just like it's not a team that you're used to seeing. Like they're all when everybody says that football teams are a brotherhood, that's truly what this team is. And I'm excited well for them to play it out. Well said. Well said. Um, so, uh, with that being said, uh, you know, we, uh, again, uh, making any kind of final thoughts on this game. No, I mean, nothing more than what I've already said. I just think it's going to be a really fun game. Um, yeah, there's going to be some nerves on both sides. I think state fans, if you can go be there, it's going to help ease the team. I think help them settle in into the, uh, game. And I do expect there to be a good amount of red there. Um, even though I personally won't be there, but um, my brother will. Uh, so that'll be cool. But I think it's going to be a good game. I think State will win the game, but we'll see. I mean, it's going to be really fun to see. I think to me, to me, I'm going to be more watching the new guys and seeing how the team operates. Like Carter playing on a different side of the field, um, playing that Amezi role, Lassane playing the wide receiver three, seeing what um, – you know, see Cyrus Fagan come back from injuries, you know, see if Derek Pitts looks how healthy he looks, see Peyton Wilson and Isaiah yeah. Moore fly around the field. That's going to be really fun. See mm-hmm. CJ Clark, you know, in the interior, see new guys like Davin Van, who a lot of people think he could be a breakout player for NC State this year on defense. So Anthony Belton. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Even just Devin Leary operating with all the expectation. How does he operate? That's yep. going to be really fun. A lot of individual things as well as systematic observations we're going to have to make. And I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a one of them mentality. And I think we get the win. I love it. Yeah. And a couple of kind of announcements too, about the CCU game before we move on. So first of all, uh, we are doing a giveaway right now, uh, which is, so Ooh. if you're not following us already on Twitter, make sure to go check us out at tough talk now on Twitter uh, or Instagram. And uh, so basically in order to enter, all you have to do is basically to follow us. You have to hit the subscribe button uh, for our YouTube channel, hit the notification bell, and then go to that tweet where we announce the giveaway and comment the little wolf emoji. To be honest, anything, if you comment anything, just say done. That'll work as well. But just we wanted to do something different, you know, a little bit more fun than just saying done. So we just said, let's put a wolf emoji. That'd be cool. So, uh, so yeah, so do those three things and you'll be entered for two tickets to the ECU game. The winner will be announced tomorrow at 7 p.m. So uh, make sure to enter if you haven't already uh, so you do not miss out on that. Secondly, 
Uh, so again, myself, Cans, and Greg will be at the game. Michael and Macon will be hosting a watch party uh, uh, from from right here on the YouTube channel. Uh, the the link has already been created. So so if you want to make sure you do not miss out, uh, make sure to go to it and hit that set reminder uh, button. So that way you'll actually be notified as well ahead of time. Uh, before we go before we go live for the watch party so again make sure if you're not uh, able to go to the game make sure to have that on even on your phone on your computer whatever it may be and that way you can comment and chat and uh, tag along with the guys while everybody watches the game and react to it and, you know especially like at halftime make sure to join in uh you know to kind of break down the first half and all that jazz and even after the game hopefully after a huge win as a uh, don't be surprised if maybe even myself, Ken's, and uh, Greg I'll join in as well. So, uh, but you know, uh, and, and again, I ne- didn't necessarily say if whether we win or lose, but I'm just saying after the game. So, uh, <laughs> but but definitely hoping and expecting uh, an excited bunch there after the game. Uh, so uh, definitely looking forward to that huge, huge, huge game. Looking forward to it. All right. So now moving on to it. If you weren't already excited about football, so one interesting announcement today was per FBS schedules, NC State and Appalachian State have scheduled a home-and-home for 2025 and 2026. 2025 are going to Boone. 2026, they're coming to NC State. So, Michael, I want to kind of get – well, actually, you know what? Kans, I I actually haven't started with you yet. So what were your initial thoughts when you heard this news about that home-and-home with App State? It's about time. I'm excited. I've wanted to play App for a long time. I think it's because our fan bases are similar in the sense of we both will go however far for our team. I think our teams are similar. Uh, Appalachian State is a really good football program, extremely good. So I think that that's huge for our out-of-conference strength for this for our football team. Hmm. You know, it's funny. I actually – I'm kind of different from you in that, in that aspect. Oh, uh, really? But well, first of all, because the one thing is I, I will agree that app state has definitely done a great job. I think that they are the, first of all, got to give a shout out, but not, not a good shout out to a former state offense coordinator, Eli Drinkwitz for <laughs> saying, you know, I'm never going to leave app state. This is, this is, this is, this is, this is it for me. And then a year later, said after, that? Well, yeah. basically yeah. saying like, this is, this is, this is, this is not a stepping stone. He said, this is not a stepping stone for, for me. And then literally one year with App State yeah, as, right. as a head coach. And then he goes on to Missouri. That was a really nice stepping stone. Like, yeah. right? <laughs> I know Missouri's in the SEC, but like, they might be a worse program than App State. You could make the argument. Yeah. You can make the argument. I'm just ready to prove App State fans wrong when they say this is our state. Well, <laughs> we football. try to do that. Um, well, yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> The one thing which I will say is I think that, I mean, state fans are nothing, are, are heads and tails better than App State for the fact that, I mean, we support all NC State. We, we don't, like, cheer for NC State for football and then cheer for Duke for basketball. Like, we, we cheer for them all. Yeah, we, we, we cheer for NC State all sports. So, um, so uh, uh, Greg mentions that he'd love to go out to Boone. Looks like a great place to go watch a game. Yeah. But that's the other thing as well that kind of bugs me. is uh, I think it was Big Game Boomer putting out there that App State had the best college football stadium in the state of North Carolina. And I get it's a beautiful area. Yeah, it's in the middle. But the stadium itself, come on. No, it's like, 30,000 people. Yeah. Well, and, and and yeah, no, it's, it's come on. Like, and especially, I would argue now, now with the Tuffy's Terrace and having having that awesome mural on the front of it, that, that, that takes up a lot. And yes. on top of it, now we made it bigger where we have all of the food trucks as well. Like, it's the well, here, here's, my up. Thing. here's my thing. I I think it's a similar situation with ECU. You don't gain a whole lot by playing yeah. there. To me, it's a recruiting yes. move. It's a recruiting it move for the state. So you get to yes. play and the local kids can watch. I think state has seen the that's here's honestly is what I thought. I thought other than having the two best, in my opinion, the two better football programs in the state playing together against each other. Um You've had a lot of talent come out of the mountains area lately, is what I thought. And yeah. you know, you look at Isaiah Shirley, Aiden White, uh, Zach Myers, who's just com- who is committed. Um, there's probably a few other guys. I know a guy probably people don't remember here, but I know Layton might. Uh, Rico Dowdle, he played for South Carolina. He is from the mountain areas too. So mm-hmm. uh, a lot of a lot of talent coming out there, and I wonder if that's part of it. I wonder if that's part it has of to the, be. the boy or the game there. So 
it's it's a good thing for the state. It's a good thing for recruiting, in my opinion. You don't state does not gain a whole lot. I mean, the only person that benefits yeah. here is Appalachian State. Um, yeah. Similar here, the only thing it gains for us with ECU is it gains. Uh, you know, it's more. There's more there for state to lose than there is for Appalachian State or ECU. So easily. Now you could be like it's a good non-conference game, but it's a really it's a tough non-conference game in your yeah. own state. And if you lose, man, you're going to be hearing it, hearing it so everywhere. bad. So I I, I think I think it's a recruiting thing, and I think it's just good football for the state. Could I think you're seeing Doran kind of do that? He's kind of trying to play teams in the state here. Maybe you know you see us play. We played Presbyterian, which I, th- I think is in North Carolina. Is that in South Carolina? Um, um, Maybe South but Carolina. regardless, we've got we've, we played those schools. Um, you know, I'm we played now we're going to play Appalachian State, play ECU, UNC. Now, now we got playing regularly more for the ACC, though. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I think it's good, I, but I, yeah. I don't. I, I feel like it's it's more a strategic move than it is anything else. Well, and that's why I was getting guys as well, which I was like, I'm not necessarily thrilled about it, just because of the fact that yes, I mean, basically, if we lose. Even by one point, it's like that's a huge no-no. But if we beat App State by thirty, it's like, well, you're supposed to. Even even though they're actually probably going to be a really good team, even then, you know what I mean. But but in terms of national prominence, App State just doesn't have the the expectations that we do. Um, right. You know. So, but and again, I'm talking about from a national level. But again i think that it's it's definitely a great from recruiting tool like just like i think in 2020 actually 2026 2027 something like that we're also supposed to play charlotte at charlotte uh which that's an interesting game for sure because uh charlotte has maybe a 15 20 000 person stadium maybe i mean it's pretty small yeah. so uh i'm interested to see how nc state fills fills that stadium out but you know that's recruiting that that's that's to go get Dorn. And NC State get his team in front of some Charlotte recruits. Yeah. Uh, so that's what that's all about. Um, but also, too, Greg brings up an interesting point saying it's interesting that it's a one for one series and not a two for one like we did with ECU. Um, I mean, I don't, I'm not necessarily sure what goes into that, those conversations, but I, I honestly couldn't really honestly speak about that too much. But um, Greg also says that Presbyterian is an SC, by the way. So clarification on that. Yeah, I, could, um, I thought it was once I started talking about it. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, now because the one interesting scenario which happened back in 2015 was when we played South Alabama at South Alabama and at ODU in back-to-back games in, in games three and four. I still remember both those games. And to me, that was still a big head scratcher. But like, why do we play those guys? Like ODU, I get because it's Virginia, yeah. but South, South Alabama. Alabama. It's like, what was the point of us playing South <laughs> There's Alabama? No reason we ever should have gone to South Alabama. The only difference or, which or I w- Troy. Remember how we played Troy? Um, yeah. Well, we at least we didn't play at Troy, though. That's, that's I know we bought out yeah. of that one, but still, it's that kind of thing. It's like, why? Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. But, so. but I will say this there, I think there is a track record where you can see sometimes. Playing strength of schedule doesn't really seem to matter a ton. I don't think as much as people think it does when it comes to national stuff. I mean, like Cincinnati played nobody last year and made it to the playoffs. They went undefeated, but they played nobody really. So yeah, like there, there's no way you can. In no argument is the um, the AAC schedule comparable to any of the, the SEC or the Big Ten or the ACC. And it's mm-hmm. just like, so it just went. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Exactly. Uh, all right. So uh, in, in game also says, why did we play Ball State? That to this day is the single most mad I've ever been at Carter Friendly. You know, like, well, again, a home game is different because, yeah. you know, a lot of teams like, for example, Auburn, they're playing like San Jose State at home. Like, you know, a lot of teams have cupcakes at home, uh, you know, to kind of get the juices flowing, get everybody mm-hmm. rolling. Like we're playing – we're playing UConn, yeah, UConn you know, and we're playing Charles, Charles Southern, Southern, Southern without, and who's playing now without their quarterback that we have and their lead rusher that we have. So, you know, it, again, it, it's, it's not a huge deal. Just like Macon was saying, I mean, you know, shoot, you know, again, I think we've kind of, you know, have kicked that horse enough. So now moving on to uh, one of the coolest uh, things to see on Twitter this week, which was having uh, former NC state alum and NFL hall of famer, 
Bill Cowher at practice uh, to uh, speak some words to NC State. Now, the one thing which I am still upset about is that nobody from NC State football has released that speech yet because I'll I would pay money. I would pay money to hear or watch that speech uh, for sure. Um, you know, watch, watch the famous the famous Chen himself. Uh, you know, and one of the best one of the best linebackers to play at NC State speak to a team that also has probably a few maybe NC State's greatest linebackers on the team as well. Um, so I'm go ahead, Michael. I, I just a fun fact about Cowards. He has the two of the top three leading tackles in a season in NC State history: 190 something, and then 170 something, which Ooh, is crazy. Wow. Like, because yeah. if you if you get like a hundred tackles in a season nowadays, that's like a very very good season. Like you're talking mm-hmm. about like first team All ACC. Like Drake Thomas had 99 tackles last last year and was first team All ACC. Like mm-hmm. Cower had 190 and 170 in two separate seasons. That's crazy. That's crazy. And now Christian I do want to soon about that video. Well, so, out. And is Christian with our media team? Is that's or... uh, Mike's brother? Oh, Mike uh, Jones. Oh, cool. Yeah. Cool. I love you. Okay, cool. Appreciate oh, well, that. He doesn't up, like Christian. to be called Mike's brother. That's Christian. One and only okay. Christian Jones. <laughs> I got Let gotcha. me say that before I get a text <laughs> message real quick. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also, too, Greg also pointed out yeah. to you, Michael, that they played less games back then than they do now yeah. as well. So even more. They did run the ball more, though. So t- that's also a factor, too. It's like 80% run plays. But still, yeah. True. 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 Good point. Um, but, you know, making I think it's kind of interesting, you know, because a lot of people might think, you know, that's it's, you know, it's not a big like, you know, it's not really that big of a deal that we had Bill Cowher come like, you know, it's it's a speaker. It's an state alumni come to talk to us. But I mean, a guy that's as well known and again, as an NFL Hall of Famer, uh, a guy that is rec- that is nationally known, if not worldwide known as one of, you know, that could be up there as, you know, one of the greatest. NFL coaches, you know, of, 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 my, of, you know, of time as well. And then also too being one of the greatest NC state linebackers that I've ever played, you know, to me, all a guy like that with that resume coming to talk to this team a couple of weeks before starting this journey of, 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 you know, this, this 13, 15 week journey that in state's about to go on to me, it, it's, it's not a, I mean, it's, it's, it's there for a reason. It's not just, you know, by luck per se i think it was chosen for a reason yeah I, with bill cowherd there it's just cool i don't know i i'm not going to draw too much conclusion out of it i just think it's a good thing culturally to have alums come back especially some guys who have won play the nfl and become hall of famers won mm-hmm. super bowls so um you know i i just really think that's all that really matters to me that, that's what's important here you're helping breed culture guys like bill cowherd still want to come back Yep. If that's the case, if maybe we paid him to come back, but I don't think that's the case. I mean, uh, Chuck Amato still it. wants to be around. Philip Rivers still talks about state. Um, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson still talks about state. So things like that, I think, are just really invaluable for the program more than anything. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and again, I mean, especially a guy like Bill Cower, that at least to my knowledge, and I think to most state fans' knowledge, that he hasn't necessarily been around NC state really that much, you know, he'll right. He'll, like, you know, he had to, he doesn't really mention NC state that much, but for him to, to be back, I think says a lot, um, you know, to the fans, to the program, uh, even to the players as well, just to kind of remind them, you know, what they're playing for here. And, uh, you know, just I think uh, Tremaine Stevens said it best. Who's a former state running back. You know, I still remember one of his famous lines from, uh, uh, his speech that he gave to the team saying, if y'all lose, I have a bad week, you know, like, you know, if y'all right. win, then, then, then my week goes nice and smooth. Like, you yeah. know, it, it goes way beyond the players in that room. It goes way beyond even the fans, you know, that cheer for state, it goes to the alumni, it goes to, to everybody, like, you know, everybody who's ever worn or, 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 or represented NC state, you know, it hits all of them. Now, the one thing which I do think is funny is a big game boomers tweet some time ago about how many percentage it like was the percentage of NC state <laughs> fans that went to NC state. And it was like 65% or something like that, or even probably less than that. And it's like, and I think Josh, Josh Goodson said, said what we all thought, which was if, if you are a, a, a bandwagon NC state fan, then 
what what are you thinking like you Get know like help. why why would you pick nc state to jump on the bag and bandwagon with or bandwagon 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 uh with you know like that that i think that was pretty much it for me but yeah you know and again, we'll i mean as most of his lists are those numbers were completely made up but <laughs> it's still it was still be. funny yeah, it's got to be. Um, all right. So now I wanted to kind of jump on uh, 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 two other main things here before we wrap this thing up. Uh, so first of all, wanted to give a shout out here. Hold on. I, I need one more shout to bring up the right one here. I uh, want to give a shout out to Jacoby Brissett, uh, who is going to be the starting quarterback for the Browns for at least the first 11 games. Uh, and uh, his famous quote that uh, uh, rang all throughout the NFL when asked uh, how <laughs> tough it. is it going to be for him to <laughs> basically not, not be Deshaun Watson. And he responds by saying, it's very easy for me to not be Deshaun. And like, I don't I know mean, why. Guy, just, yeah, go ahead. That guy, that, guy. that question up for him. It was just like softball. He could crank that out of there. And that was yeah. a stupid question. <laughs> it was a stupid yeah. question. Was- it makes no sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, I get what he's getting at being like, yeah. you know, how do you kind of, yeah. how do you kind of move? How do you basically separate yourself so that way fans don't put the expectations on you that they have for Deshaun Watson? Right. Yeah. Is, yeah. But yeah. he'd said it terribly. And it's like, the, yeah, no, it's not Deshaun yeah. Watson. <laughs> so, uh, um, but yeah, no, it, it, again, just want to give a shout out to Jacoby, first of all, for that, that, that banger of a, of a, of a quote there. <laughs> and then uh, also too, I mean, obviously, you know, wish him and all NC state players out there. Good luck this season. I mean, obviously Naeem Hines, I think is going to be a guy that's going to be seeing a lot more this year. Yeah, uh, you know, Jacoby Myers is still killing in with the Patriots and uh, Tooney still doing his thing with the chiefs, BJ Hill with the Bengals and, and, and uh, Pratt as well. The list goes on in, in, Again, that's another thing which I want to kind of give a huge shout out to Dorn with as well is that he's he's put guys in the pros. He has delivered and put guys in the pros for the last for the last five six years easily. There's been a lot of yeah. names that are out there, and because even too like you know I actually spent the weekend in West Virginia. We had some family friends who live there, and uh, obviously diehard West Virginia fan talking about the pit game. And the one thing which stood out to me is that West Virginia doesn't really have that many NFL players. We have a lot of them. We have a, we have a, we have a list I could give to you, but really for West Virginia, it's mostly Geno Smith, yeah, and uh, Tavon Austin, right? Uh, Isn't that the guy, the wide receiver? Yeah, I don't Tavon. even know if wide he's still during in the league, Smith. is he? But yeah. he, he's he's kind of around a little bit. He was last year, I do know that. But yeah, because I mean, was fangirling over him. I yeah, that yep, <laughs> yep, that's right. That's the reason I remember. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So, so I mean, basically saying that, I mean, you know, even though Dana Holgerson, you know, had that team, you know, with Will Greer and all those boys, that we still put a good bit amount of more guys in the pros than even they did. Yeah. So just kind yeah. of talks a little bit about the the greatness that Dorn has built here with this program of being able to deliver on putting guys in the pros. Um, all right. So last thing here, we want to kind of jump on uh, kind of a little funny thing, but Lane Kiffin tweeting at yeah. NC State. Nice pants with a fire emoji saying at, that was at, awesome. at Dave Dorn, get some. And it's a picture from probably back in the early 80s, Seven, uh, 70s, 70s, late 70s. Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, Pete Carroll's in there, but it's, you know, basically the white polo with the dark, bright red, red pants. Uh, and uh, yeah, no, they're, they're pretty banger for sure. I definitely think, <laughs> I mean, I that was back when his dad was back. there probably. So that was Monty Kiffin was here from 1982. So that's probably right around then. That's true. That's probably right. So uh huge shout out there. Got, you know, Dorn's got to bring a little bit of a throwback uh, <laughs> uh, to it for sure. So uh, definitely uh, cool to see, uh, you know, and I, I, I even remember too, uh, when Lane Kiffin, there was that video of him that that went viral of uh, Kiffin yeah. wearing an NC State hat. Am I correct? Yeah. Or, yep. He was on his daughter's TikTok. He's done it multiple times. <laughs> yeah. You see, there's a lot of there's a, you'll find pictures of him often wearing an NC State hat. Which I yep. wonder if you're an Ole Miss fan, how does that rub you? But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I mean, like it'd yeah, be like if Dave Doran's dad played at texas and he wears a texas hat all the time it'd be kind of odd and he yeah. was only here for three years it's not like he was some yeah. he was a good coach but he wasn't like 
some legendary coach here at NC State. I, yeah. I mean, I guess that's good. <laughs> Link yeah. even likes yeah. us. Yeah, my dad that's coached true. at Oklahoma State, so I'm wearing Oklahoma State all the time. I'd be like, yeah. I mean, I get it, but that's kind of weird. <laughs> Especially yeah. when you're a current coach of another yeah. school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He right. keep doing it. Keep doing it. Yeah, all here. Fine, yeah. <laughs> Free publicity. <laughs> yeah. Right. True. True. Well, it's kind of like us too. I remember uh, Debbie Yao tweeted the picture again recently, but it was a picture of Justin Bieber wearing NC State, State basketball shorts. shorts. Yeah, yeah. You know and the story about that one? You know the story? I can tell no. you. I Go tell you. It. I know how. Though, so there's a, there's a pastor up there at some big. I can't remember the church is, um, but he's some mega church pastor guy. Oh, yeah. And Justin Bieber is friends with him, but that guy, that pastor, played at NC State. I think he was like a, I can't remember what kind of player. It was a bench warmer kind uh, of thing, but it was, um, that's how Justin Bieber is friends with this. Yes, that's who it is. Carl Lentz. He played at NC State. Yep. Hmm. Wow. He did. (laughs) You learn something new every day. Mind blown. Carl Carl Lentz, NC State. And yeah, he's uh, with a walk on basketball player from 1998 to 2000. Yep. Wow. Yeah. So again, um, you know, and, and Greg even points out as well that uh, uh, actually uh, uh, Lane Kiffin's dad was actually more famous with Tampa Bay than he really was with NC State. And so uh, um, shout out yeah. to that as well. But I'll tell you all, first of all, I got to give a shout out once again to everybody here. First of all, that's joining us. Uh, you know, again, first of all, I really appreciate the support. Hope you all have enjoyed, you know, what, you know, the content that we're trying to put out there for y'all, you know, and obviously, uh, you know, we're, we're super excited for football season to finally be here. It's crazy to think that literally the next Tuffy Talk live show, we're going to be talking about a football game that happened. Not that it's happening, happened. Good point, Lee. Like, that's Good crazy. Point. How yeah. many how many live shows have we done where Asked we're talking it. about a game that's Asked happening? It. Hey, not happening. we could be talking about both. We could talk about both what's, what just happened and what's coming. So, Yeah, well, and I mean, hopefully we won't have to do too much of a, pre, of a teaser for Charleston Southern, but... You, you know, know we'll we should see. have this Greg guy on more often. Right? Like <laughs> yeah, Greg, you know, like you're blowing up the chat. We should we should have him on, you know, maybe have him nice. join the team. He seems nice. You know, and uh, good tailgates too. I'm and I'm sure like in his background he'd have like some NC State bats and you know and you know A light some, up some, sign. Some, and then yeah, some some red yeah. signage across the side. Uh so yeah, we'll definitely need to have him on more, but uh <laughs> So let us know in the comments, y'all, what your score predictions are going to be for NC State ECU game. Let us know if you're tuning in with us what the score predictions are. Lock them in, and uh, and hey, on Monday we might have are, to take a step back and see if anybody got it right. So, uh, Michael, are, go ahead. Are we going to do score predictions right here, real quick, before? before well, we... I mean, so Ken's making. I did our score predictions for the season predictions. So I'll oh, say yeah, if you want to hear ours. Yeah. Then go to our season predictions. Check out parts one, two, and three. Don't worry too much about Thank the thumbnails. Is once again, it is just a highlight. It's not actually what we're saying is going to happen. Uh, but Michael, you did you were not a part of that. So give us your prediction, my friend. Um, so I don't see ECU scoring more than two touchdowns, if that on our defense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've got state 38, ECU 13. Yeah. I, State again, a bajillion to ECU, not a nothing, <laughs> nothing. Negative. What, and again, we'll, and again, uh, so again, part one of our uh, preview with uh, Boneyard will come out tomorrow. Part two will come out on Thursday, and also too as well. Make sure you check out uh, our uh, me- channel memberships. Is this week we're actually coming out with a two-parter with Jarkel Joiner, NC State point guard, Ooh. Ole Miss transfer. So uh, if you want to make sure you do not miss out and, and you're able to watch those episodes, uh, make sure to join our channel members at our Love and State level. Only $4.99 a month right now, which is actually a discount right now for uh, for a short time only. So make sure to uh, sign up for that here today. You know, that way you'll get access to all the, the members' videos we've done so far. Where we've done interviews with Isaiah Shirley, uh, Javante Vereen, NC State uh, football commits. But also, too, we again, we have the two-part with Jarkel Joyner coming out this week as well. So make sure uh, to not miss out on that. Also, to make sure don't forget out, forget about our giveaway. Again, two ECU tickets on the line. Uh, so, again, if you want to make sure you don't yeah. miss out on entering for that giveaway, again, go to the tweet. Uh, give us a follow if you haven't already on, uh, uh, on Twitter. And also, to make sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and then comment the wolf emoji, and then you'll be officially entered 
for the giveaway, which will be announced tomorrow at 7 p.m. And then lastly, again, if that wasn't enough reason already, just hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell. I mean, I don't know what it is at this point, you know. So, I mean, I guess, I guess, I guess so that way also, too, you won't miss out whenever are we do our watch party as well. And whenever we release any new in-state content as well, got some exciting interviews coming up. So definitely don't want to make sure to miss out on that. But as always, y'all, again, we really do appreciate your support. We're excited that football is finally here. We have NC State versus coming up here in five days, y'all. Almost four. Almost four. I know. We're a couple hours away from being four days away. Um, and again, I see uh, the comments uh, with the score predictions coming in. Keep on sending them, y'all. If, if you haven't already, send us your score predictions, and we'll talk about them more uh, next week. But with that being said, thank you all so much for tuning in. As always, go Pack, y'all. We'll see y'all soon. <laughs>